Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to Blighty Day Fiance, Sister Blights, the only Sister Wives recap hosted by a married, monogamous, international, transatlantic <laughs> couple residing right here in the UK. My name is Michelle. My name is Robin. That's uh, spelled R-O-B-I-N. If you spell your name R-O-B-Y-N, <laughs> uh, your name is Robin. And speaking of... I just said wine and... Yep, and speaking of wine, you've had a few. (laughs) I was just going to say. With us in the studio tonight, we have my best friend and sister wife for life, Emma. I won't say her last name because she's a teacher. So (laughs) we are protecting her identity at all costs. So we do have a guest in studio with us today. Yep, um, Stephanie the Fox isn't on the roof but as you may hear through the podcast armageddon is on the roof um it's not rain it's beyond rain right this is biblical shit it's rain that's rained enough to cancel trains (laughs) and granted well that's not a lot in this country granted they cancel trains entire services because quote the sun Hits the light wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good at that. Um, a, a classic <laughs> in this country was that the trains were down for like weeks or months because there were leaves on the line. Yep, leaves on the track. Leaves on the line, yeah. Um, yeah. Leaves on the track. Le- leaves leaves on, on the, the track. track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have a guest. Um, the rain is about to cave in the roof of the cabin. There'll, there'll be noises off today. There'll be noises off, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We like to work with what is. We're we're in the acceptance phase nah, of podcasting. I still want complete control over everything. That's all right for you. So does Cody. Yeah. So, a um, couple of announcements. Oh, our Patreon 
was supposed to launch on the 20th of October for reasons that I had uh, leaves on the line foreseen. Yeah, because of leaves on the line, yeah. it's launching a bit later. Um, but by the time this comes out, it will be live and I mean, ready to go. It's there. Yeah, it is there if you want to look for it, but there's nothing on it yet. But there will be by the time you hear this. So uh, I believe it's patreon.com slash blighty day. You can get all sorts of fun things there. Um, if you want to stick with our regular feed, that's fine. We are going to drop one episode of Love is Blind, which is going to cover the first batch. Uh, that's going to be on our regular feed, and then it's going behind the paywall. First batch sounds like gremlins. And now I'm imagining a dating show where two... Gre- Do you remember the new batch, the gremlin sequel? No? Yeah, it's called Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> but I'm imagining two two gremlins with like a semi-opaque translucent wall between them, uh, just generally showing off and then just declaring love for each other. And then the wall comes down and there are opposite ends of the corridor and then they just rip each other's faces off. Yeah, that's called season two of Love is Blind. That's why we didn't cover it. <laughs> season two, gremlin edition. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. For anybody who's about to come for me and be like, how dare you say that about the people I also really didn't like and yeah, felt exactly. were extremely No fake. one liked it. Season two was awful. Um, but we are looking forward to doing season three. I mean, first we can call it Love is Blight. Yes, sorry. Love is Blight. Right. So fundamentally, because brand building, we're limited to covering shows that have a punny resonance <laughs> with the word blight or blighty. We might get completely fucked with this, but let's see where we can go. You got any ideas for any shows that rhyme? It doesn't matter if anyone watches them or anyone will want to listen to recaps. If it rhymes, we're in. Come at us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can join our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays. It's a fun place to be. Um, and hey, you might even chance upon those rare times we invite cameras into the cabin, like we did uh, for our Blighty Day Bays last week. Yes, I had to delete it because I wasn't wearing makeup in the live. And for those of you who understand, <laughs> you'll you'll just understand. I didn't want my bare face out there for perpetuity. But for a brief window of time, who knows what delights could uh, could greet your eyes if you join the Bays. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? If Facebook isn't your thing, that's fine. We can do Instagram Live. Apple I mean, Lady it's Day. St- it's still Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know. Anyway, we're branching out. We're also on TikTok. I forgot what our TikTok handle is, but Robin will probably put it in the show notes. Are we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh. Are we... I, I have one video on there. Are we on Parlay or Parlor? No. <laughs> Will you stop with parlor? God. <laughs> I don't this is for the record this is a non-political podcast. We talk about television, we talk about shows to do with relationships. Robin's obsessed with parlor for some reason. You can find him on parlor. Um no. I'm not going to give you his handle but you now really can't. Um No, I'm dropping you in it because you're talking about it so much. Now I think I you just have to join. I don't know if it's pronounced parlay like the French. It's not pronounced parlay. So it's parlor. I mean, I don't know. Let me go ask my right-wing <laughs> fascist friends. Oh wait, I don't have any because they're fascist. <laughs> uh you won't find me on anything. <laughs> it's the long and short. <laughs> Anyway, now we're done 
with the part of the show where I um, henpeck Robin into submission so that he knows not to interrupt me again. Shame. Ding. Shame. <laughs> ding. Shame. Ding. And yeah, should we jump into the show? This is yeah. season 17, episode 7, the title of which is The Failed Priest. Now, for those of you who are just joining us, or if you have come back after a bit of a hiatus, we don't do a beat-for-beat beat breakdown of the show. There are lots of other excellent podcasts who do that. Um, we do things a little bit differently. This is a bit of a, of a philosophical exercise for us. It's a bit of a creative exercise. Um, so we usually come up with three themes, or I come up with three themes. Yeah. Robin is always on his phone while we're watching the show. So, yeah. 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 Um, we usually come up with three themes, and uh, Robin kind of expounds on them from there, cobbling together pieces of things that he remembers from the show, uh -huh. from the few times that he looks up from, yeah. from his phone during that time. Well, like when the show reflects off my phone screen, <laughs> yeah. and I inadvertently lip-read something that someone... <laughs> said when something on the show happens that's more interested on a deal on toilet paper right which is what i spend most of my time on the internet looking for yeah yeah to be fair you are you're and you are an excellent bargain hunter really so am. much so that i think we probably we could easily devote an entire um segment of our podcast to bargain hunting oh yeah i think we'd get yeah we should do that we should do that do the I'm, Patreon. I'm coming for that Martin Lewis money. Join the Patreon and get all kinds of things, <laughs> um, including Robin's money-saving moments, uh, pop culture <laughs> commentary, and my favorite thing, which is Royal Tea, T-E-A, which is uh, fun stories about British royals past and present. Um, I already talked about Dirty Birdie a little bit on a previous uh, date blight. That was a big hit. Next person I'm going to talk about is Wallace Simpson. The strumpet. Yes. She ruined everything by being normal and quite reasonable. Except for the whole sympathizing hold it, with the Nazis. Hold it back. Thing. Oh, they all did that. Anyway, Sister Blight. Anyway, Sister Blades, here we the go. The Failed Priest is the title of this episode, which I'll be honest, quite often we do our Sister Wives pod immediately after we've watched House of the Dragon. Yes. Right? Now, <laughs> we've actually got it to it like day and day today, right? We're mm -hmm. early for us. Yeah. Um, which means we haven't watched the finale of Dragons. Um, but this is a this is a Game of Thrones episode title, isn't it? The Failed Priest. Who is the Failed Priest? All of them. Okay. Well, in Game of Thrones, it was that sort of bald-headed guy played by Jonathan Price, right? Do you remember? Who led Cersei <gasps> down the path, right? Oh, yeah. He got his. There's a lot of Failed Priests. Now he's playing uh, Prince Philip in The Crown. There you go. He's a great actor. Are we going to do The Crown? Yes, obviously. I'd like to do the crown. We're going to. We're going to recap the crown, guys. All right. Anyway, um, it's a long and winding road. So rather than doing our three themes tonight, because again, this is a fairly, you know, flexible format, um, we are actually going to work directly from Cody's sermon uh, that he gave during the wedding that he chose to officiate 
rather than drive his daughter to college. Now, let's be fair. Those two things weren't day and day, like, synchronous. Yeah, that's true, actually. So he didn't do the wedding instead of, but that's almost worse. (laughs) Like, I could understand, like, darling, um, I can't drive you to college because I already promised my friend I'd officiate his wedding and you can't expect him to cancel his wedding. So that would be fair, weirdly enough. But to say I can't drive you to college because a completely different time <laughs> I'm officiating a wedding is uh, pretty low. Well, I think it was more that, and, and again, I'm not 100% sure on the timeline, but obviously what... Isabel, his daughter's mind went to immediately was the fact that she, yeah, she had quite, um, you know, very serious back surgery that arguably could have happened earlier on in her life and, or possibly not at all. Had he stopped taking her to these like fly by night, weird bullshit, uh, chiropractors, I guess. Does this fit into NFL three themes? Cause if it doesn't, we'll do it. It doesn't, but I just, I I wanted to contextualize for that. And maybe for people who don't watch the show or aren't familiar or are just joining it like as me. you are. Yeah. yeah. So Isabel had very severe scoliosis and during COVID she had to have surgery in New Jersey because that was the hospital that could do it. She wanted Cody to be with her. She wanted her dad there. Christine took her alone. Cody could not go because of COVID because it was protocols, protocols, the COVID protocols, um, which he made a big deal of. I'm not going to go into it, but it it basically became a time in his life where he was perhaps a little overzealous. Uh, and what's fascinating about this is he a decided, you know, to stick his head above the parapet. Uh, he was not masked at that wedding. No one was wearing masks. Not no one was social distancing. No. I rather imagine that. Um, if you had to take a guess, none of those people were vaccinated. I don't think any of them had tested for COVID. I'm making assumptions, but what, I don't what know I for sure. Is, what I liked is when he got back, it was like, oh, yeah, I've tested negative, so now I'm back with the family. I'm like, y- your engine hasn't cooled down yet. Testing doesn't work like that. There's an incubation period, right? If you, if you were genuinely worried about this, you'd have isolated for a few days right? Yeah. You can't just test immediately. It's not like an alcohol, it's not a breathalyzer, right? Right. No. But the, but his rationale with not going to Isabel's surgery is it, the quarantine period would have been too long on either side and the risk would be too high and blah, blah, blah. What he said on the show was, I couldn't go for six to eight weeks and abandon my family. Which was the most telling thing, one of the most telling things Cody's ever said, right? Right. Because that is your family, yeah. motherfucker. That is your daughter. You may have been two years off her actual age, yeah, but that is still your child. Yeah, what he means is Robine and her kids, which is all he regards as his family. And the minute he just fesses up and says that and just divorces the others and actually is true to himself, the better. 
But this this kind of bullshit lie, which everyone knows is a lie, and they all have to play along with it because you can't speak it for some reason. Right. The other really, really, really awful thing about that was, mate, you don't have to go for six to eight weeks. She was there for that long. Yeah. And if you were any kind of a father, you would have been too. But maybe just the day of the actual knife cutting into your kid maybe that day you could be there yeah maybe a a weekend you know the weekend you ordinarily would have spent with her anyway if you ever spent any time with any of your kids apart from robin's kids right right maybe a quarter of your time over that six to eight week period could have been spent with her which is how it should be with your various wives yeah yeah but instead none nothing zilch nada and not only that, but he held it against Christine and said, I don't go on vacations to New Jersey. Taking your- To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I went on a lovely vacation to New Jersey, so I'm not coming for New Jersey. No, it's nothing to do with it being New Jersey, but it was a hotel and a hospital room during COVID. So it's not- I know. You know, she's she has the surgery and then she has the recover the brutal recovery period. I know. Right? So that's not a vacation. No. That's not a holiday by any stretch of the imagination. But officiating a friend's wedding when they don't really want you to do it. <laughs> like his mate didn't seem that like he was a bit worried about it. He didn't really want to do it. No one there really wanted him that like you could have dropped that, pal. Just saying. I don't think he would ever miss an opportunity to... I'm confused about why he was there. It was a weird sermon. Can we just say that? Yep, it was... If you went to that wedding and that was the sermon, you'd be like, oh, God, no, this isn't what marriage is at all. This is awful. Ignore everything the weird guy from Nickelback's saying, okay? Right. Let's just pretend that someone has walked into this wedding, a drunk has walked in off the street, and, and is ranting about control and business deals. But he, and it was here, weird. Here's the other thing. It's not... Now, everybody who has visited this part of the world, England slash Europe, you notice that the that the biggest giveaway for American tourists is the volume, yeah. right? Like Americans just have a louder ambient volume. But Cody, his ambient volume is like the dull roar of a jet engine that well, you're maybe standing six feet away from. He is so loud. I don't understand why he ever has to be mic'd up. My favorite and he was, was yeah, when, when he lifts up his tie to like to, <laughs> to shout right into the lav mic, which is it's not a toilet mic. That's a lavalier or a lavalier, or you can say how you want. But you know, there's little tie pin right little mics. You don't ever lift them up to your mouth. That's not how they work. But yeah, he the desperation to be heard. I mean, that's all it, this all was. This is Cody's desperation to perform because he'd been defrocked, which is a revolting image. It reminded me of the one 
Now, I haven't watched an entire episode of The Kardashians ever. I've never seen an episode start to finish. I saw part of one where Kris Jenner was officiating a wedding, and she sort of seemed to make it all about her, like what outfit she was going to wear, and it was this (laughs) weird, like, tuxedo with a bow and like, oh, what am I going to say? And, you know, Captain Sandy pretends to, she protests way too much over officiating weddings. She's always like, oh, I'm so nervous. But she loves Captain, Captain Sandy loves Captain Lee actually hates it and never wants to do it. I, because people that actually love themselves don't need the approval of others. Whoa. 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 All right, we have gone off the rails slightly. Um, How are we going to do this pod? So the way that we're going to do it, as I explained before, but not everyone um, was listening, which is fine. Um, I'm going to break Cody's sermon into bits, and we'll just kind of talk about the episode and various things around that. So the... Does that make sense? Yeah, jazz pod. Yeah, so rather than doing the three themes, I'm just going to do three sections of this sermon. Number one. Okay. Marriage is a contract, a bargain. If you include God, it becomes a covenant, as God is constant. Humans are imperfect. We're not constant. You can't change each other. (laughs) It's like being in a room with Andre Agassi's grunts. Like, do you remember the tennis player Andre Agassi? Yeah, of course. Who, by the way, follicularly, he shares a lot in common with Cody because he he was... Oh, he had beautiful hair. But that's what Cody thinks he has. But also Andre Agassi went bald. He did, and yeah. he looks great bald. He did He's look a great very bald. attractive man. He's a very attractive man. Uh, but that's what Cody thinks he is. Anyway, it was like being in a room with the grunts of a tennis player, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, My impression or Cody speaking? Just the ambiance in general. Okay. Just the gruntiness. <laughs> I could be in any cabin with you and some grunts, and it's a good time. Um, let's go through that bit. Bit by bit, I have thoughts. Okay. Um, Marriage is a contract, a bargain. Hate. (laughs) Okay. The entire, I don't want to overlap any other bits that you've pulled out, and I apologize if I do. But the vibe I got is that Cody essentially says all negotiations for a marriage have to happen up front. Like a business deal, once the contract is signed, there is no more to and fro, right? And when you enter into it with God, it's a covenant for all eternity. So what you have to not figure it out now, but you have to subsume to it in this moment because forever after you're fucked. But here's the thing, it's nothing like that at all. The whole point of a marriage is that that it's fluid and it changes as people change. Unlike a business deal. I totally get with a business deal, right, when he says it's a negotiation. That means you negotiate, you you tie down the contracts, and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I totally get that with business. I mean, it would really suck if someone was like, I'll pay you $20 for a sack of peas, right? And then you sell them the sack of peas. And then, uh, you know, a little bit later, they say, I want some beans as well, right? That's not how business works. But to ever use business language to talk about a marriage in this day and age is super gross and and really dumb, (laughs) like massively dumb, because he even said it himself, people change, right? God doesn't change, but people change. And because people change, you need a rock-solid contract so that they can't change and they just have to be miserable instead. But he's also saying that you can't change people. You can. (laughs) Well, people have to make the decision to change for themselves. It depends what you mean by change. You can break someone's spirit slowly over time. Or you can help them grow and evolve. Sure. And show them a better way. Yeah, I guess. But we're talking about Cody where... (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, though. This idea where he goes, people change. And he says that with disgust, right? I think so. Well, more disdain. Yeah. You know? Um, I love that people change. I love that... Everything's in constant flux. I love within a marriage that things shift and evolve. It's a dance. There's something beautiful about that, rather than two lumps decaying in front of each other. That is not what marriage is. I agree. There's a wonderful book, a collection of essays by the author Anne Patchett called This is the Story of a Happy Marriage. And she said that she knew... And I'm paraphrasing here, but the the story that she tells about her first marriage is that he didn't make, her husband at the time didn't make her want to be a better person. Right. And that that was it for her. That was the the point where she realized, "I, I can't be with this person. And I, that's the advice I give to anybody. I will also argue, and this may cause great offense, that God should also change. Like, people should change, and God, whether or not you believe in a God, but your interpretation or your views on that God, I think, should change. And I say this as someone who comes from a background, I suppose, where people believe in religious rules that were laid in stone 5,000 years ago, which have absolutely no relevance to the modern day. My own personal belief, and I'm not coming for anyone that disagrees, my own personal belief is that you apply those things to the context that you're in. Right. And you figure out a way to make it best work now. But just dogmatically sticking to something, because when the rule book was written, circumstances were like that, Seems to me the wrong way to go. Once again, not being aggressive, not coming for anyone's religion. But this idea that God doesn't change, um, it's not my perspective. I think people have different relationships with God over time. Hopefully. I mean, the people that believe in God. Um, I'm not especially keen to get into a big, huge discussion on religion as much as I would love to, because I just don't want to go too far outside the remit of what we're talking about. And I'm tiptoeing, and you can tell that I'm tiptoeing. Sure. Um, But as... as Out of of respect. 
Sure. Yeah. But as you were talking about um, what people changing and constants, what came to mind immediately was how much my heart sank when they were doing the interview with Gabriel, where he said, my relationship, effectively, he said, my relationship with dad, with my dad has changed and I don't know what I did wrong. And we've, Cody has talked a lot about how essentially saying that it's other people's responsibility to improve his relationship with his own children. Yeah. So when he said that of Christine, that it's her responsibility to have fermented, fomented, not fermented his relationship with his kids. Well, not just Christine, but Janelle and Rabine also. Right. And that's the kind of thing where I can, I can sort of laugh and be bemused by Cody and his relationship with his wives because they are all adults. Yeah, it was a hard watch, right? Um, but seeing the impact that it has on his children, and he is, I I hazard to say, one of those men uh, that is threatened by his own sons being more successful than he is in any way. I mean, how telling was it when Gabriel was the one who knew how to fix the RV or to fix the levels on the RV and he was, and Cody was losing his shit over it. But he was saying like, Gabriel's not read the manual and it's like, Cody, you haven't read the manual. (laughs) You can't just keep hitting auto level. It doesn't work like that. Like everyone else is telling you like, we're not idiots. We've read this too. Uh, this is what you need to do. Right. But, but going back to what's constant and what changes, the the leveling of an RV is, that's for damn sure. The love between a parent and a child is the one unconditional love there is, right? Yeah, but things ebb and flow. So I had a very bad relationship with my dad when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was scared of him. Yep. Not a happy home, really. Um, as I got older, I began to understand him. He was a very particular kind of man that you had to tune into one wavelength. But once you did tune into that wavelength, everything made sense. And the seemingly hostile way in which he interacted with the world I got it because I empathized and, and, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. and I found space and everything and I came to adore him. Whereas others were very confused by him. He's a very old man, really. But that's the thing. It ebbed and it flowed. It wasn't good and it was incredible. And then, you know, he passed, but I'm, but we had a very, very different relationship at different times. And even when we didn't have a good relationship, I still, I knew he wasn't a bad person. So I harbored hope that things could get better. And even when things were good, I accepted that things might evolve in a different way from that, because that's how people are. That's how people are. And Cody's great fear of people changing. It's kind of awesome that people can change because Think of it like a, a show by your favorite band. If they just play your favorite song 20 times, it would be shit, right? You need the variety. You need the 
the um, topology of a relationship, the, the, the peaks and the veils, that's what makes it beautiful. But for Cody, there's one way. And the way he wants is the relationship he has with children. I think when they're four, <laughs> and he just doesn't know how to be a parent at any other age. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would argue that he probably doesn't know how to be a parent to a four-year-old either. But I it, mean, at the worship stage is what I'm talking yeah. about, when kids do nothing but love What you. he calls the tender age. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's tough. Um, moving on to the second bit. Oh, good, there's more. Yes. Success in marriage is not always about love. It's about communication, understanding, and agreement. <laughs> really? You really want me to really? Well. Well, he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. And all of that is hallmark true. Well done. Um, that greetings card business, the word art business will not go out of uh, out of money because of words like that. I mean, look, these are truisms, right? But, you know, physician, heal thyself. Communication. For Cody, communication means being listened to. It doesn't mean listening. It's not even being listened to. It's being obeyed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not communication at all. Communication with a threat, a dialogue with consequences, is no dialogue at all. But every dialogue he has, has those. That's why I really enjoy his conversations with um, Christine, where she has got not one shit to lose. I kind of love it. And he just sits there and goes, uh, okay, I, I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about this. But he doesn't have any leverage anymore. Right. Other than her slight degree of codependency or her not wanting to upset him because it might impact on Trudy. And I get that. Yeah. But... I've never seen him communicate. I've never once heard this man go, oh, yeah, good point. No, he <laughs> he he blusters and bullshits, like all of that stuff. Now, look, I don't, obviously, I don't know the laws in Arizona. I doubt very much that he believed that what he was saying in that moment was true. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, he kind of revealed that, He right? shows his hand. I mean, the, yeah. the motherfucker is a terrible poker player. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But, and also, Christine's not very good at this either. Because she should have come in armed. She should have said, I know for an absolute fa- fact that you are fucked in Utah. So this is how it's going to play. And if you want to get lawyers involved... They're going to be Utah lawyers. And let's see how that goes for you, dickhead. That's what... I Here's why I think I know. she... But here's the thing. She actually did exactly the right thing. Oh, I don't want to get lawyers involved, right? Yeah. Do you want to get lawyers? Of course she's going to get lawyers involved. She has to. She was always planning to get lawyers involved. But if she came in hot like that then he would have immediately gone nuclear, right? Who cares? She, 
I mean, she I does because she wants her kids to have a relationship with their father. And remember, we t- we talked about this even as we were watching it. The fact that she let truly believe that it was her decision not yeah. to tell her that you guys what sacrifice that is an incredible parent there. That takes an unbelievable. I mean, when Truly's older, she's gonna know the truth, well, right? She'll watch the show. I mean, look. Not even when she's older. Like, seriously, her friends at school are going to say, you do know your mum's wanted to tell you for ages, right? And your dad was prevaricating. Yeah. I hope she doesn't watch the show. Well. She's got ramen to make, Robin. (laughs) She doesn't have time. Oh, my God. That was the most beautiful. (laughs) There is nothing I like more than when kids, like, assume adult... Look, don't get me wrong. Kids should be kids and blah, blah, blah. But when all of a sudden they come over really serious and go, I have ramen to make. I love that. I love that. She's a good kid. But, boy, oh, boy. She is... uh, Truly is not a good name for her. Because this is not a kid that expresses her emotions. She is, she's bottling a lot. She's so much like her father. I mean, even in the way that she speaks, you know? I mean, that's, that's one thing that I find fascinating is you can really see with some of the, the kids, you know, their father's influence or their mother's influence. Like, fortunately, with the exception of Truly, I think, Christine's kids are very much, yeah, you know, like her. Um, blood type C, not blood type K. In their, yeah. Yeah. In their sort of independent thinking. But then again, they all, again, they also belong to this very insular community. So there are things where I'm like, oh, do they, like I, like I say, you know, like, oh, they're only, 23 or whatever why are they why are they getting married and having kids so young because everyone like yeah because that's their peer group that's what they do yeah no judge um no of course not i mean i'm probably if we have another child i'm gonna we're probably both gonna be in diapers because i'll be that old i ain't even wearing diapers i'm letting that shit flow freely (laughs) well you and your third wife can enjoy that (laughs) Because it's not going to be me <laughs> dealing with that. Blightedayfiance at gmail.com. Applications. What I think Cody really needs is... How long to, have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like him to have a conversation with another man, not on the internet, not in whatever. I dread to think of the Facebook groups or Reddit uh, subreddits that he frequents like that or, or chills par- me to the bone yeah or parlor groups um <laughs> it scares me to death i would love for him to have a conversation with another man whose experience is totally different to his okay like for example or that he might have some things in common with. okay like uzman right like Usman grew up in a in a polygamous mm-hmm. uh, culture, society. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a different religion. But see, I don't. I I want him so badly to just learn that there are perspectives other than his own, and that this world that he claims to be 
trapped by is not the full extent of the universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but his head is the extent of the universe, which is fine because his hair is trying to leave it. So (laughs) (laughs) flying off into orbit. Um, Yeah. So, you know, the, the rest of this episode was really heavy on the RV stuff, which I'd prefer not to go into because I just don't. Oh man, I was hoping for Robin's technical corner when we can talk about leveling, um, whether it's better to auto level or manually do it. No, No, we're not going to, no. Something that I love about you is that you will... (laughs) I will read the manual. You will not only read the manual, you will read it um, in French as well in case you missed something. I will read it before I take possession of the item. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, before I purchase an item, I have often downloaded the PDF of the manual and read it cover to cover. So when the thing comes, I'm on that shit. Right. And it's a huge relief for me because um, I will probably die at the hand of my sewing machine because (laughs) I didn't read it right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just, I'm a, I am a completely visual, tactile learner. I, I have to kind of experience and and see what I'm looking at and all the rest and learn through error. If, if, if you were me, you wouldn't have had all the the mishaps that I've But I don't do, I don't do error because there's no room for her. So for example, We're going to stay in an Airbnb this week. You know, I know where that key is already. It's under the rock. Who leaves the key under a rock? Don't, because what if the guy looks us up and wants to listen to the podcast, then he's like, oh, my God, those people just ruined my insurance Well, but we're going to be recording there and talking to each other. So people are going to go, oh, that village, there's a guy. The rock house. Yeah. But I know where we're parking. I know where we're buying our groceries. I mean, it's not good, but it has its role. I'm just saying Cody could have done that. It is good. I appreciate it. But Cody could have done that for Janelle. Yeah, he could have. Right? He knew... Like, it's no good saying, eh, the ground is rock. Like, yeah, all ground is like mud and rock, all right? Like, the ground is rock, so it can't be, like, but that you would... should have read up, like, with this terrain and this kind of soil, like, what do we need to have in place? I thought they'd done that, though. They figured out the camber of the, the, of the path, hadn't they? They kind of figured off the rain runoff. We saw that. Like, they wasted our time with I... that shit before. Yeah. Like, so... You either got it wrong or you didn't read up enough. Read up, motherfuckers. Do your work. Here's the thing, though. Janelle has an actual job. Janelle goes to work. But also, a little bit in your face, Janelle. This is what happens. This is where spontaneity doesn't work for me. Like, (laughs) you can't be spontaneous about it decision and then then let someone else bail you out of it janelle should know how to do this because janelle wanted to buy the rv yeah but janelle janelle was also in a position where janelle should have bought the house that she was renting yeah because they're never going to build on that property. No. So I don't agree with the decision that she made. It's not what I would have done. And I'm someone 
who, you know, doesn't always think things all the way through. I'm getting better as I grow older, but this, anyway, no one cares about this. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That whole thing, I, I really hate that. Cody has turned this RV into a rod to beat Janelle with. Well, that is the risk that she should have realized she was taking when she got it. Right? Yeah, but maybe she had hope in her heart that this would... Because in the past, they do like camping together. They do like the outdoors. Maybe she naively hoped that this would bring them closer together. And she wasn't expecting him to show up with wife number four and the two little... I don't know, evil stepsisters uh, clowning on Janelle, you know? Nothing's going to bring her closer together with Cody because Cody can only be closer together with a bro, which I saw this week. Like the affection he had for, what was the the mate's name, Bob? Doesn't matter. They're always got Bob. Brian. Brian? Yeah. Brian Bob? Something like that, Bob-ian? yeah. Bobby-ian? Um. That's what Cody wants from a wife. Well, he does... Like, this guy thought he was a dick, but he still tolerated him. That's what he wants. One of his sons-in-law he really likes. Because he's not... In a weird way, he's not competing with the son-in-law, you know? Mm. It's not Tony, the, the one that he likes. It's a different one that it's Maddie's husband he really likes. How would Cody be if he just settled down with some sister brothers? You mean like some, some brother, brother husbands? Wives, brother, yeah. Um, I don't think he'd like to have another. That's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't want to compete. I think. He, I think he can have a friendship with Brian or whatever his name was because. Uh, as long as he feels superior to Brian in some way, right? you know, I don't think he can be friends with someone who's more conventionally successful than he is. Sure. So, yeah, I think the only reason he even agreed to attend this wedding was because he was going to be in some kind. Yeah, exactly. He was and then he get... gets to do his Cossack dancing. <laughs> that was... That was unbelievable. Where does that even come from? Like, where do you learn that? I mean, it was a fit. He was having a kind of like speaking in tongues seizure. If this one guy at every wedding, my God, it's always him. We didn't have anyone like that at our wedding. We We didn't have dancing at our wedding. We had a bit, but nothing... Not on that level, no. We did have children, like, writhing around on the floor like it was the Salem Witch Trials. That was weird. (laughs) Yeah, and Cody was one of those. Anyway, there you go. Cody, terrible sermon, even worse dancing, well done, episode successful, made the dickhead look like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying this journey. Yeah. Even though I usually have to take half an hour to myself to kind of recover from watching these episodes because I dislike Cody so strongly. And obviously it's especially hard with what I'm going through at the moment, seeing somebody treat their children so poorly. It's true. Can Can I invoice the network for like the makeup I have to buy you? To to help you get over watching the show. 
Because, <laughs> like, on a weekly basis, you're so traumatized. It, <laughs> it can only be cured by very expensive skin serums. <laughs> I'm invoicing them. It's true. Yeah. I think you can write it off as a business expense. I think so. So, anyway, there were two small points of order that I wanted to mention before we close. Okay. Uh, one of them was that Robin was meant to go, uh, 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 sorry, uh, Rob Bine was yep. meant to go to Cody with this wedding, but she couldn't because someone had to stay with the kids. Hashtag, what does the nanny do? <laughs> Is she still there? I thought she was there for like a few weeks and she's gone. Is she still there? Yeah, Robin's not looking after her, sorry, Rob Bine is not looking after her own children. Hmm. Perish the thought. Could she leave her eyebrows to look after the children while she went? I think even her lo- eyebrows are phoning it in half the time. Are they not sentient? Look, I don't know, and I and I haven't found any support for this because I... It's all a minefield, and maybe she doesn't even know. But there was a part of me that thought, does, does Robin have... Sorry, does Rob Bine have a mental health issue that prohibits her from looking after her own children? Or is she so easily overwhelmed? Mm. If any of the viewers who have been watching this show for longer than I have, I only started watching the previous season, so I I really don't know. So if I'm... What I'm saying is I don't want to be unfair. Got it. To to someone who no oh, people need help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not. Let me be very clear. I am not shaming people for needing help. I think if you need help with your children, the very best thing you can do is find that help. Mm. Nobody should have to do it on their own. And I am not buying the argument like, well, if you didn't want to take care of them, you shouldn't have kids. Like, parenting is not something that you can try on for size before hey, it happens. Guess what? Parenting is not a negotiation. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is a conversation. Yeah, it is. Right. Right. And so I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame her for needing help in that regard. I However, will... <laughs> you did notice one thing about her. I'm going to shame her for lots of things. Her Necklace looks like a vagina. I'm not opposed to vagina necklaces. <laughs> if it's something that she designed herself, I want to know more about it. If it was a gift that she was given, I want to know who gave it to her and, and give them a she, giant high five. Yeah, because and did she realize that they were maybe calling her? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's no, I mean, it, it can't just be me. Let us know. I'm, I'll put the picture on our Instagram if I can be bothered, but, um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks again to my best friend and sister wife for life, Emma, who will hopefully be a guest on our next recording on a show that she's actually watched. Can we get a whoop? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Support teachers. Mm. Yeah. Because real life is just like Abbott Elementary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, in this country too. Yeah. Uh but we love teachers all over the world for everything they do. Um 
Email us. Only if date. they give Alfie the school that we've applied for. Oh, God. Uh, email us, bladydayfiance at gmail.com. Instagram and Twitter at bladyday. Patreon. We are going to start with Love is Blight, the first episode, which is going to cover the first batch, uh, one through four, um, is going to be on our main feed. And then after that, it is going behind the paywall along with really fun stuff like stories from, uh, Robin's days as a journalist. Um, he met a lot of celebs and things of that nature. They met me. They met you. You interviewed them. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff happening there. So thank you very much. Damn right. Um, the rain has abated. This is a chance for us to leave the cabine without getting drenched uh, when we get back to the house. So we will bid you adieu. Um, thank you so much. We love you very much. And in the immortal words of Alfie, see, see you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.